and welcome to Basketball Heads Live. I'm your host, Glenn, Pooh, Hardy, and tonight we have a very special guest. This New York City legend high school started at St. Nicholas of Talentown in the Bronx. As a freshman on JV, the team went 33-1 and and won the city championship. With the closing of Talentown, he began a search for a new school. His search led him to another Bronx school, the legendary St. Raymond's High School for Boys. During his time at St. Raymond's, he led the team to a New York City and state championship in his junior year. That was the school's first. He also won a city championship in his senior year in 1994. With these accomplishments, he was awarded being named McDonald's All-American as one of the top rated point guards in the country. This basketball head finished with 1,260 points for his high school career. After high school, he attended the University of Arkansas. As a freshman, he led the Razorbacks to the Sweet 16 in 1996 NCAA tournament and NIT Final Four as a sophomore. At the end of his college career, he was the all-time leader in assists with 748 and third all-time in steals with 200. 51. This basketball head was named All-SEC Freshman Team and Second Team All-SEC as a sophomore. Come, coming from the Bronx, he lived the life that many inner-city kids would dream of living. And every day, another star is born. His career was just getting started. He would come home to play in the Rucker and the Dykeman and other numerous Pro-Am tournaments in between being a superstar overseas. I'm talking about, he solidified his name as a New York City legend. This basketball head made himself a household name on the New York street ball basketball scene. Most notably, playing for Mousy's Dream Team and Fat Joe's Terror Squad. So you already know his mind state. Nothing can stop me, I'm all the way up. Facts. Reed feasted on the competition, winning multiple championships and MVP awards. His patented spin move and always playing with a chip in his shoulder took him to the next level. At 5'10", he was one of the shortest guys to put up huge numbers against the best New York City had to offer. Just when you thought he was finished, he did what no other New York City basketball legend have done, and that's open up a school. Arkansas Prep Academy will be opening up their doors soon. Salute, my G. So without further ado, help me welcome to the show, New York City, St. Raymond's, and the University of Arkansas legend, Arkansas Prep Academy founder, the best kept secret, Kareem Reed. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Yes, yes, you have you just have stepped, stepped into, into, into the world, world of chaos, chaos. Where, where everybody, everybody goes, goes hard. hard.
everybody get online, buy your tickets, cause the game about to start. What up, fam? What's going on? Salute, man. Thanks for the thanks for that intro. Thanks for that intro, baby. That was that was one of a kind right there. Oh man, no problem. No problem. Hold on for one sec. I'm coming. Hold on. Yeah, we got we got time. Let <laughs> me try to get everything right. That's right. That's right. Give me a thumbs up and we see us good, people. Give me a thumbs up in the room. <clears throat> well, for the past year, man, I've been, I've been putting up posts here and there of you doing your thing, man, because what we try to do is make sure that our guys from New York City is never forgotten. You know, we lost a lot of guys during the pandemic. A lot of New York City legends, guys who, you know, play high school basketball, college basketball, made and had an impact. And they never got a chance to tell their story. Yes, man. Salute, man. Salute. I mean, rest in peace, first of all, you know, I guess uh, Dave Edwards, man, Lee Green, and I guess, you know, everybody else. But recently, you know, of course, you know, one of my AAU buddies, Greg Harden, man. Salute That's to Greg, right. man. You know, like I said, everybody, rest in peace to all our fallen soldiers, you know. DMX, you know, guys, you know, Black Rob, you know, things That's like right. that. Just the, the culture, man. It's, just, it's been a hard month, a hard year, I guess. Not even saying a month. It's been a hard year. This pandemic is going over a year now, and it's just it's getting crazy, man. You look up, and, you know, these people that you grew up with or that you spent numerous hours with and, and time with is no longer with us, man. So let's cherish every moment. That's, that's what we want to do, man, here at Basketball Heads, man. We'll make sure that guys get a chance to tell their story. So even if they're not here no more, kids and their family members can always have that history. And mm -hmm, we can nice. start documenting our own history. Because sooner or later, somebody's going to write a book on you, fam. And, uh, and probably when you're not here, they're going to write it. And they're going to get a lot of pieces missing. They're not going to talk to the right people. So best to get it from the person's mouth themselves. Yes, and it's great because, you know, once again, I'm always – you know, my book is not my book is not over. You know, I guess so. It's you know still some chapters to be written or whatever things like that. And all these, you know, salute to all the you know the past interviews I done I done or whatever things like that. And I'm continue to do. But it's crazy where you know I'm gonna tell you this early. Every every interview is different. I let you know I let somebody into my every interview. I let somebody into my life that uh, a moment, uh, a second that 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 you know I share with a, a special person or that I've done in my life that nobody else knew or it's always first released on the show. So, you know, I have a lot of memories in this game. <laughs> that's, that's awesome, man. So what I like to do, man, is ask everyone when they come on the show, man, let's who introduce you to the game. Uh, introduce me to the game. I guess, you know, me being born introduced me to my game. I guess I was forced into this. I guess, you know, my... Uh, I still don't know this name and everybody keeps asking me. I don't even know what my name was supposed to be. Uh, and my mom and, and, and you know, the, some family members went back and forth with it and naming me something. And uh, my mom going through labor. It was a sports illustrator and the cat was on the cover, you know, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He was on the cover of it. And, and that's where my name came from. So I guess I was birthed into this by, you know, a sports illustrator cover of me being born and my mom named me and Kareem, you know, so, you know, with that, that, that speaks for itself. And just me, I guess, being around my uncles and, and things like that, where watching the game growing up and, you know, I was born and, you know, I know a lot of people lost bets or whatever. 
I I was born in Harlem Hospital. Facts. I lived in I, I lived in St. Nicholas. I lived in uh I lived in St. Nick. You know, I lived in St. Nick for a couple of years or whatever when I was young, and I moved. Then I moved to River Park Towers from uh from some from, from St. Nick Projects on 129th to uh to Burnside Avenue, of course. Trace, I mean River Park Towers to eventually being in Burnside Avenue 179th and and Burnside and, and getting a new you know, found love for basketball growing up around State Park, you know, Roberto Clemente State Park, where, you know, the basketball players would come in and stuff like that. And it's before I even seen, you know, Harlem basketball, you know, it was in the Bronx, me, you know, going to, you know, like once again, State Park and playing in Cedar Park with my guys and stuff like that, you know, and, and guys that older than me, that was my introduction to basketball before I even opened my eyes to, to Harlem, you know, that's where it started for me in the Bronx. Well, listen, the most I don't make no mistakes, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So mom made that connection and you came out and you was blessed, you know, yes. to be another great Kareem from New York City. <laughs> so who was your first coach when you started playing? Uh, my first coach was uh, T, Terrence from State Park, you know, playing in State Park or whatever. You know, he was just a local little coach or whatever. I used to go down there and play basketball, like I said, in State Park. And uh, he wasn't getting a little team together or whatever. And we play, you know, just little Bronx tournaments or whatever. But my first official coach, you know, was Thurman Player. You know, you know, everybody's he's one of the best, you know, one of the most best, you know, not the most, and one of the best coaches growing up, you know, growing up. And he raised us, me, Rafa, Stefan, some great guards. You know, shout out to Young Life and all the guys that play with Young Life and coach Young Life, Bingo, Elmo, Mr. Thompson, you know, Mr. You know, Mr. Leroy, God bless, you know, things like that where you know, in that small, once again, me coming from the Bronx and going to, you know, shout out to Warren Miles. You know, this is somebody I call my brother. He's in the Virginia area, has the AU program. He was the one that tricked me into going to try out. Told me he was going to buy me a pair of sneakers coming to 125th Street. And I end up in Salem Church at a basketball tryout. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, it was it Shout was out to life. those legends and all those people who introduced you to the game because whether it's from Coach T, or those people uh, who came after him, man, they did an incredible job at getting you going in the right way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do, do you remember that first game? Like, what was that first game like? Like the first game you played with the referees and uniform? I mean, it was, it was, I guess it was easy. And, you know, I guess it was because we battled so much, man. That team, you know, it's, it's a picture floating around with that small fry team, you know, Marquis Pilgrim, you know. Uh, you know, if you listen to people from New York City talk about it, he was probably the 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 next thing to Isaiah Thomas at at yes. our age, you know. Yep. But you know, streets the streets took you know took him under or whatever. But you know, we had you know guys like Nate Reeves, you know, uh, Chucky, K uh, Derek Campbell, you know. Mm. We had uh we had we had we had guys, man. You know, when you look at the pictures, a picture that was put up recently, you know, and these guys, you're never, you know. 30 years, 40 years later, you never thought they was on that 11-year-old team, 11, you know, 11 under team, small fry. But we have some great business, you know, Mel Clark. We have some great business guys that's into real estate and, and things like that, doing a 1-2 all over this world, have their imprint on this world, you know, and, and different different things that they're doing, you know. So shout out to them too. But that team was awesome. So I guess battling in that little Young Life Church, you know, in Salem Church battling, our games were – was easy. Practice was hard, you know, playing against those wow. guys. 
because usually guys in their first game, there's usually too much excitement going on, the referees, you know, running plays and all those things that a lot of the guys that ask that question usually get the jitters. Yeah, but I'm, I, I guess back then we – and I, I, I can't really remember of us having plays at that age, you know, you know, one or two plays. But, you know, growing up, like I said, in my area in the Bronx, we, we took our show all around the Bronx. So it, it prepared me, you know, just my little my, – my black team, you know, Warren, Warren once again, Dre Horse, you know, Cuz, you know, guys like that, you know, we go with our five all around. You know how it is. It's like that in Brooklyn, yeah, Queens, yeah. everywhere. You know, and that's what I and tell these kids today. The same thing. Yeah, and people, it's crazy. It, yeah. it comes easy. Some people yeah. they have a rough time on the start. Mm -hmm. So we was I was in a coaches meeting earlier, and one of the coaches said that to the kids, man, like, yeah, yeah, don't play enough. You know, we we you know after a game we going back to our neighborhoods and playing. You know. We we taking our five all around the Bronx, you know, and 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 halfway to to Harlem, you know what I'm saying? Things like that. Where it, games, I was already probably a thousand games in when I got the Ooh. when I got under when I when I got under the whistle. So I I was well seasoned at 11, 12, you know, under the you know under the whistle, you know, it didn't matter about a whistle and the referee. How many did you have back then? Sorry, about I didn't that. have no try. I never had a try. I had one. And none. And none. <laughs> I never, and it's funny, you know, shout out to Jerry Powell, you know, one of the best trainers, yes, up and coming yes, trainers. Yes. I, I, I never had a trainer. And salute to the guys that, trainers, first of all, yes, salute the trainers, yes, yes. because I'm training myself now. But back then, I didn't have a trainer. You know, I seen Sham train itself. I seen Steph train itself, you know, and that was their craft and training. With me, it was going to get wrecked, playing 11, 12 fools, 13 fools. But, you know, it, it, it's great. We all do, you know, when I take those two stories and my story, we all got to the, the pinnacle point, you know, instead of, of course, Steph's a future Hall of Famer. Sham is, you know, one of the best known ball handlers in the world. Nice. Currently working with the Dallas Mavericks, and I had an 18-year career professionally, you know what I'm saying, with, with no training. But I, that was just our era. Yeah, you yeah, know, and you guys salute, are built yeah. different. Guys built different, built different. But yeah, no, no disrespect to none of the trainers or whatever. But I, I was just built different. I, I needed wreck. I needed to go against a body. I didn't know. I didn't need to go against a broom or a chair and things like that. I needed, I needed some physical contact. <laughs> Fact. I want to salute my guy Trevor Diggs in the building. Oh, that's my guy. Keep watching Diggs. coming that's, up, man. So that's my guy. He was younger than us. Like the most, and that was, and that's crazy because we look at these guys and some of these guys that's younger than me. Uh, and uh, they came to games to watch, so yes. you know, yes. salute, salute, respect to them. Like I was, I was honored for them to come, to come stay late or come early to watch me play. Because some most time we played, you know, after them or whatever. Or I came early to watch them. So it was a two way street where on you know, game days I needed to get off my neighborhood. You know what I'm saying, like that. So I'm going to the ten o'clock game. We might not play the four, but I'm watching somebody at ten o'clock, eleven o'clock. I'm watching some basketball all the time. Who, who was the top dog in the neighborhood when you was coming up? Like, who was the guy everybody went to go see play? Uh, me, in my neighborhood. <laughs> no, but, you know, like it's... No, bro, again, with that, brother. I, I nah, trust you, I know. You know, I know. In, my, in my neighborhood, because, you know, salute to my neighborhood, I guess they, they poured everything, you know, and that's what I took pieces, parts and pieces of everybody's 
game in my neighborhood and, and put it to mine. So, you know, things like that, of course. But to me, growing, it was, it was, you know, of course it was Kenny Anderson. Kenny Anderson slew. That was my idol and still my idol. You know, left hand, you know, slinky left hand kid from, you know, Queens. And I, I we, you know, we inherited the part in the head, middle of the head and, you know, everything. So I kind of growing up for me, Kenny was the big dog. If you want to say for the whole New York, for me, Kenny was, you know. We wanted, you know, the, the man. That's right. The chip, you know, so that's who I wanted, you know, to be like. You know, that's who that's I inspired right. me. That's who, you know, but you had, you know, God bless the dead, Malik Silly. You had the Adrian Autry's, the Brian Reese's, you know, you can't leave them out. The, the Kevin's, the Queens boys, the, you know, Charles and them right a year older than me. So we had, you know, Booger Smith, you know, we had, we had some guys, man. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't one guy holding up New York City. Right, one kid right, holding up right. New York City. Everybody held down their own part. But when we came together, it was it was extravagant, you know. So that's what we need to get that's New York great. City back to. You know what I'm saying? Like let's all come back together and let make it make it great again. You know, we I'm on these trips and you know people are talking about New York City basketball and it it hurts me in my my core that you know you know these arguments when I was always when you say New York basketball. Conversation over, you know what I'm saying, and, and now it's you know it's a debate or you know well we got to do this I guess you know so you know salute to the pioneers that you know paved the way for myself you know what I'm saying you know the Greg Marius you know and things like that with Rucker Park helping guys like me display their talents you know or other guys that didn't make it to where I made it but got to make a living off street basketball you know. You know, so shout out to the, the you know, the Gersh Parks, the Dykemans, the the 55th, the Mousy Tri-State, to, to all street basketball tournaments, you know, providing a platform for, for the kids and also the youth, but also the guys coming home from college and playing overseas and professionally, you know, we, we the pros come to play in New York City. You know, we got to get that back. Do, do you think it needs to go back to the grassroots aspect because the corporations have it now. So, like, the best tournaments in New York City are corporate-ran. Yeah, I guess. But, I mean, no guys, when we say that, you know, it's different. You know, it's different. You know, it's, it's some it's some cats, it's new cats. And I guess me on a clubhouse with some of the uh, coaches, legendary coaches, high school coaches, or guys that were – you know, in my time frame and watch New York City do what it do. You know, we had the Sonny Figaro's. We had the you know, Gary DeCesar's. You know, we had the Gary Charles's. We had guys like that. Salute and rest in peace to Mr. Lloyd. You know, Lou Dalmeida from Gaucho. You know, just but, but then we had the street, you know, the guys with Thurman Player, you know, Tony Rosa. You know, guys like that. You know, She Vice. You know, Dave McCullough. You know, so those guys are not there no more. And that's right. what I, you know, those guys not there now. So it's, it's it's guys younger than than me and things like that. You know, the power has shifted where it's 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 not in the hands of you know of these grassroots or these parents. Some of these parents need to, you know, you, those those are your kids, but some of these parents need to chill out and let some of these guys that know. But I, uh, same thing, my respond, they respond to me is, you guys are not there. You know, so they don't they don't respect or trust some of these guys. You know what I'm saying? So things like that where the trust has to shift back into 
you know, these high school coaches and, and these college, I mean, these high school coaches and these, you know, AAU coaches. So mm -hmm. I guess we have to, we have to sprinkle some of the guys that, you know, some of the guys, and I, I'm talking as myself too, because, you know, I get that a lot now. You need to come back home, you know, but, you know, things like that. I never left home. I'm always home. You know, I'm a phone call away. You know, I'm always here to help a kid and things like that, but it's just feel like they have to adapt. We we have to, it's like a two-way street. We have to adapt and they have to adapt for us right. to, you know, reach, reach the common goal. Facts, facts. So now you enter in high school, right? This is, this is strange to me because I just found this out the other day. Mm -hmm. You started out at Talent Town. Yes, represent. Great move because you were talking about Malik Sealy. Yes. Uh-huh. And it's crazy because Sarandria, you know, if you don't know that, Sarandria, the head coach of that, that team, he had a, I don't know what they call it, but he had a firehouse that was connected to our park, Cedar Park, where basically I grew up at. And Sarandria, I remember the alarm used to go off and stuff like that. And we were playing basketball. Sarandria used to always just walk down there and, you know, me not knowing who he was. He got a team that's 30-something old in the country. Right. He's coming to see, you know, he's looking out the back of the firehouse, looking at a little left-hand seventh grade, sixth grader in the park play basketball. And it just went together. One day they invited us to the game, and that game happened to be the city championship. <laughs> Kenny Anderson and Talentine. <laughs> And no, that was my that's, first. That's the game. That's the game that's on YouTube, correct? Crazy, yep, that crazy is, that, game. Uh, For those mm -hmm. people who haven't watched it, please go on YouTube and watch that game. What an incredible game. Yo, what up, Noop? Yes. So, wow. yeah, it was like, like you said, that was the first, that was my introduction to the Catholic school division. You know, nobody, I never... I heard about Catholic school and I heard about the Malloys and the Talentines, but that was my walk in there. And it's like, what is this? So and what that public game, school did you have on mind? What public so school I went to, so I, so it was, uh, I went to, I went to public school for two days. I went to John F. Kennedy. <laughs> Shout out to John You'd F. Kennedy. You with Coach Mathis. With Mathis, my guy, yes. And that's wow. Funny because I went to junior high school 141, and uh, it was right up there, 231st, 237th Street, and that was like our school. The, you know, you go to Riverdale. That was already set. You go to Riverdale, and then you go to, you know, Kennedy. And in eighth grade, it was – I could have left to go to Kennedy in ninth grade, but I had to graduate. And people don't know that, that I got held back a year. Mm. Same here. Yeah, the, 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 the but like I said, once again, the transportation from me to get to 179th on the west side to 240, 240-something. And, of course, you know, I guess we'll get into this later, like not having my mom and stuff at that time. You know, I was really at, at, at 14, 13 on my own. You know, my grandmother had wow. made a shift to my grandmother and picked up in the family. You know, we scattered out. Half went to California, half went down south. And it was a decision in my life to be made if I was going to stay in New York City or go follow my family. And I wanted to play basketball so bad in New York City. What I just said, I had just seen Talent Time against <laughs> Malloy. Right. And three days later, they told me I'm moving down south. And I'm like, wow. now that i just seen this game, I want to stay. So it was that, you know, with me seeing that or whatever. And it's like, you know what? 
Talent Town was right there. I went to Kennedy. I did, everybody was there. Big shout out to, you know, salute Johnny Mathis, you know, and they had everybody there, you know, Kevin Simmons. I mean, Kev, Kev Spence, uh, Pop was there, you know, High Jumping Root. Like, they had a crew. Kennedy had a crew. TP was on his way. TP was there, you know, like I said, Total Package was there. We was going to probably win the public school division. We still, but then my second day, I went to Wharton over there with Kerry Thompson and, and Karee Anderson and Carlos and Julian and all that. And we playing cards and rolling dice the whole day. I didn't even get in the classroom. So, so I said, nah. How the hell you go from one school to one day and you're in another school the next day? That's how I was. I didn't, I wasn't enrolled in none of the schools. It was like a high school visit. <laughs> it was a violation. It was a violation. I went to two different schools. I didn't go to no class. And that whole conversation, right, I never right. say you didn't I went commit. to no class. You didn't commit. I, didn't, right. I never went to class. I stayed by the escalators at Kennedy and I stayed in the lunchroom and shot dice and water. <laughs> oh, so man. after those two days, I went back and told Mr. Lloyd, I, I got to go to, you know, I want to go to talent time. And, and it I was, he you was, know, he was right for that it was, he was a Talentown guy himself. Yeah, and like I said, everybody, it was, it was, I lived, like I said, two train stops away. Burnside, 183rd, Fordham. It was two train stops away, uh, eight bus stops away. So I was two train stops away, eight bus stops away from Talentown. So it wasn't nowhere else, me even thinking about it. You know, even with the competition over there. So, you know, when you talk about that freshman team, which we didn't have no freshman team. We played JV, and we was, I guess, 35 and 1. Yeah, th uh, 33 and 1. As the, the 33 and 1, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, you know, and we had two stars. We lost to Severian High School on a Wednesday afternoon. We went out there. They held the ball on us. We was averaging 90 points. They held the ball on us, and we lost, I guess, maybe 34, 33. They held there the was no shot the clocks back then, correct? There were no shot clocks, no nothing. You know, we prepped with the pressing team. Uh, we ran, we were 12 deep. So we had to play up tempo. And they just held the ball. And we lost that wow. game. Mm-hmm. That's but crazy. But we, we wound up going and win, went on and went on, went on and won the city championship. So with that, you know, and I guess that was the leeway into to my, I know that's probably your next thing, is was, you know, Talentine and St. Raymond. <laughs> so right, that was right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that it, was it, you know, because I know as a young man, you're already going through it a lot with your family being split up, right? And then get hit with news towards the end of the year saying that the school is gonna close after you guys win the city championship. Yes, <laughs> like you just said, that a couple of days later, you know, a couple of days later, we uh we on there. We 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 won the city championship. Uh, I stay to watch. It's just so unique. We won the city championship. I stay and watch the next game. The next game is uh, St. Raymond's against uh, Bishop Lachlan. Whoa! <laughs> yes, Whoa. that was the city champ. So that was the city championship. Shout out to Sheldon Jefferson and Sherwin yes, Anderson yes. and 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 and. and, and you know, Dre Riddick, you know, so I, I put I up come that up, article. I put up that article. Yeah. Yes, definitely. So I, I come out the locker game. room and, and everybody want to leave. And I'm like, I want to see what this is about. You know, it's Kentucky. I play with Sheldon in, in the summertime, you know, T. Rencher, Terrence Rencher is another one of my idols from St. Raymond's left hand. Right, right. So I'm like, St. Raymond's. 
And that's all I'm hearing about. I'm seeing St. Raymond's gear. All I'm hearing about is St. Raymond. St. Raymond, St. Raymond. So I want to watch them. Uh, watch the game or whatever, like you said. So now fast forward, maybe three weeks later, uh, I'm getting off a regular day. I'm getting off the, I'm getting off the bus of the university. I'm walking down to the avenue to Talent Town, and I see as soon as I turn the block, the females are crying, the girls are crying, coming around the corner crying. I'm thinking something happened, like you know something bad happened. Somebody was fighting or something like that, because you know Talent Town was co-ed, you know, so it was like boys and girls. So when we walk around the corner, the girls are crying, the news is there, whatever. So I usually go in the store and get my little, you know, my juice or whatever and chill outside for a little while. And it just, everybody's coming like, yo, it's over. You know, in the past I heard, you know, telling time was going to close, close, close. But, you know, financially, some way, somehow, they got it right. And Mr. Lloyd's helped. He was a big donor to it. And it stayed open. So I'm just thinking it's one another days where they doing this and they're going to stay open. But, you know, I guess, you know, that night, it was realistically, I, after I left that night, I, I went back. We didn't go to school that day. I went to Riverside, and Mr. Lloyd was like, you know, it's, it's over. Like, it's nothing I can do. Because we, you know, the Riverside, the Riverside boys are going down. Like, Lloyd, you got to pull us out the hole again, you know? I'm telling everybody, yeah, we good. We'll be back tomorrow. You know, Mr. Lloyd's going to pull a rabbit out of his hat. And right. it was no more, you know? And it was, like I said, another crossroad in my life. What was I going to do? I'm going to go back to public school, you know. And at the end of the day, it's, you know, I needed that. I needed Talentine. I needed St. Raymond's, you know. I needed, needed, I needed some stability. I needed some stability. stability, some structure, some family, you know, like you just said. I needed that. Something to. You know, so. Facts. So I needed somebody to be on top of me, you know. Pause. I needed a coach to be on top, like you know, on my on me, you know. Right. I needed that atmosphere, you know. And that's you know, and when we go about, you know, we get to the college thing, I needed Arkansas. So the same thing. So I didn't know what I was gonna do, you know. I'm like, you know, they 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 winning. St. Raymond's is winning, you know. I didn't know if my, you know, my, I guess. My build-up, my makeup, I didn't know if I was the same race kid. You know, Gary DeSeas, I didn't know I didn't know any of this. So it was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, if it's going to be Ohio's. I, I knew I wasn't going to Rice because everybody had picked their school already. You know, right. the next day, everybody's like, we're going to Rice. So I'm like, wow, this is Talentine again. This is going to, nah. We was 10 deep. And at that time, I'm like, I'm coming into my own. And I'm like, I got to get away from these dudes. Cause I, I'm blocking my black, I'm blocking my talent. And no, you didn't no go play with the crew, right? You went yeah, in no, your own yeah. way. No disrespect to that, the, the, the guys, but it was like a bunch of were the same size. And I guess somebody in my neighborhood told me like, oh, y'all gonna play the point guard? Kareem, you're not growing. So like I said, it was like, wow, what I'm, and that was the real live stuff to tell me. But at that time, I'm, that's, that, that time I'm coming to like by the end of my, Freshman year, I'm coming into my own. Like, I belong here, you know, and all during the year, you know, I shouldn't have went to Rice. Shout out to Big Ron Arnold, you know, shout out to the Rice Raiders, but no, always St. Rays. St. Rays are no, no way. So, right. you know, I went, so, you know, and then I'm in a, I come down again in the office, everybody asking where I'm going, and Gary DeCesar was like, 
I only want Kareem out that whole litter. It was like a dog litter. You know, it was like <laughs> he was like only one Kareem. Yeah, he was like only one Kareem. And it was just I'm like, huh? Nah, he don't, you know what I'm saying? You know, because I'm, you know, at this time I'm playing, you know, starting to play, I guess, getting ready playing 55th that summer, you know. My, my my crowd that I hung around with, like I once again, I said I didn't know about the same race kid. You know, it was talent talent time was, you know, co ed. This was going to an all boys situation. Uh, you know, everybody's like, man, same race, so strict or whatever. And I'm like, and then the travel once again. If anybody knew my travel, you know, I had to go, you know, from 179th to 125th Street and cross over and get on a sixth train all the way back to Parkchester. So I had that's to leave two crazy. hours. First yeah, of all, but that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So that was in itself. Like, dude, I'm going three stops. You know, this was me going to me getting ready repeat seventh grade again with this travel, you know, and stuff like that. So I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't know, whatever. So they were like, just give it a shot of what I went and visited there. And I liked it, you know, Tyler Brown, Eric Harris. I liked the team, Damon Bonaparte, Rasan Thompson. We were cool. We got a you know a connection during the summertime because me playing with the school team in New Rochelle. But me still not knowing for sure. Like I'm not playing a lot, and I'm like, did I, am I going to make the right decision? That whole summer I'm, I'm debating, you know. And then at the end of the summer, open house came, and I went to open house and still debating. You know what I'm saying? Is this this is what I want to do? They got some junior guards. They got some senior guards. You know. Do I just go to high? Do I go to public school and go crazy at a public school, or do I get out of New York City? You know that was an option too. You know, Oak Hill and Chestside and all these prep schools that Mr. Lloyd had connections with. But once again, I'm like, I want to stay in New York City, so I just took a leap on faith and was like, you know what, I'm going to St. Mary's. I'm gonna play JV, and then I get, you know, I play another year JV and dominate, and then after that, I have two years of varsity. That's what that was what I thought. <laughs> you know, that's what I thought. And then in uh I guess two weeks into the se- two weeks into the preseason, uh, Gary was like, took me and Eric Harris in the locker room and was like, yo, what y'all wanna do? Y'all wanna play J V and dominate or play varsity this national schedule and learn. And I'm sitting there like let me rewind it, cause the first day of school, open gym. I come to open gym. Bob Huggins, Jim Calhoun. These guys are in, yeah, these guys are insane raids for open gym. So we come out the weight room from conditioning and all that. And coach, like, go change to your basketball sneakers. And I'm looking at George Ravelin. I'm looking at, you know, who's who of college coaching. Tom Penders all the way from Texas in the gym. Just at four o'clock in St. Ray's gym in the Bronx. And I'm like, Gary, the season's different. And I trusted the process. And five games into my sophomore year, I'm the starting point guard. <laughs> and and, and the rest was. You couldn't written that book any better. I, I couldn't read that. I couldn't read that book anywhere better. When he, when he, when we at the airport and he like, everybody's here. And I'm like, nah, such and such ain't here. He like, don't worry about such and such. You my point guard. And I'm like, so it was like a bittersweet moment because that was a guy I looked up to that, you know, I, I, I 
finagled or whatever. Not saying finagled. Like I said, I, I, I waited my turn. I trusted the process and something happened. And I got put into put on the stage. Wow. You ain't look back. And you didn't give those keys back either. You ain't say your fan, you want this back? Nah, I couldn't, fam. <laughs> when I once I put the when I put the glove on it fit. Once I put that glove on it fit, it was no taking it back off. <laughs> That's crazy. Yo, my guy, Cal at uh, all things hoop says, who spin move was more uh tenacious? Kareem Reed or who's that? Mel Tinsley. I guess we have be- I guess basically, you know what I'm saying? Are you asking me that? Because, man, those spin moves, both those spin moves, either way you're going to get it left That's right. what I said. Yeah, so, that, and that's what I said. Shout out to Mel, man. Like I said, I that was just a, a move that made me get away from guys. And guys knew it was coming. You hit a whole crowd. <laughs> He's getting ready to spin. He couldn't stop for, for some reason. You couldn't stop it. <laughs> right. It, it, it's like yo. Somebody said they gave. Somebody said. Somebody. Yeah. I like a lot of dudes who go one way. You probably can stop him, but you ain't stopping this dude. He go when he make his mind to go. I don't care if he gonna go left a thousand times. You're not gonna stop him a thousand times. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. That's and that's crazy. what. It, and that's what so, it was. Somebody said. Somebody said they already gave the answer to that. Facts. 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 Wow. Uh, my guy, uh, Kanar Yeah, I remember. Said, yes, remember yes, yes, team? yes, yes. I gave you guys my yes, jersey. Yes, yes. He gave me his jersey. Salute. Facts, facts. He put a bat. He put a battery in my back. Salute, Kanar Robinson. UMass. Salute. I was what a little kid. What did he say? What did he say? He didn't say nothing. I, I wanted that. I wanted that jersey. So I, I was never. I was never the. When I got to that, when I got to that age, where I respected them, those guys, or I, I, I valued that, you know. First of all, he's from my neighborhood, but right. I seen Golden Hoops was like the biggest stage. That's right. And I, for to say New York Daily News, and I was like, yo, let me get that, That's because real. to me it was that the value of that, and also when we go to camps. When I'm in Michigan and everything, I put that Daily News. They didn't, they didn't have his name number on the back, but that Golden Hoops uniform. I couldn't wait to get that. That I put that. That was in my room. That was my inspiration. One of my inspirations to play Golden Hoops. And of course, you that's know, dope. when I salute, when I got to play Golden Hoops, I got MVP, and that's on YouTube. Me against Stefan. Yes, yes, Jam yes. And I, all those. I put but, that up. Yeah. Yes, but yes, that that was my one of my inspirations. It was wow. Golden Hoops, uh, City Championship, State Championship, uh, McDonald All American. Facts, facts. The school of my, the school of my choice, <laughs> and Kenny That's Anderson real. jersey. That was in my room with all them trophies that you got back there. Mine was similar to that. <laughs> facts, facts. But salute, salute, Kenard Robinson, man. For real, like I said, I always. If you got, like I said, it's a story. I'm, like I said, that, that was first time. What I what I told you, basketball head, first time that was ever brought in, brought up in a conversation. So you have got the exclusive on that conversation, and there's a lot more. But 
First one, there you go. First one was for free. There you go. You, you said it. You said it. You uh -huh. said it. So what, what team gave y'all a tough battle, and what players gave y'all the most fits? Oh, New York City was – so when I say growing up, for me, was totally different. It was no easy games. No right. easy games. Right. I don't care who you had on your team. Like, it was no easy teams, no easy games. Like, somebody was always playing on another team that might not have the name, but after the, after the game, you knew their name. Yep. Or you, you knew, knew, knew the dude was. So, growing up, you know, on a Tuesday, we got, it's a battle. It's a, it's a bomb burner in the hollows. You know, Saturday is capacity only for us against Felipe Rice and, you know, them. You know, Christ the King was loaded. Lachlan was loaded. Everybody was loaded. My junior year, we won a, my junior year, we won a city and state. We lost the war. We lost to a public school. We lost in December. We supposed to went to Puerto Rico. We lost the war. I, I want to get there. Matter of fact, let's touch on that right now, right? Because, you know, in that, that junior year, can somebody oh. say coming out party? 30 <laughs> yeah. points, eight assists. Your junior year, it's crazy, yeah. man. That's crazy. It, it was, it was, it was different. Like that, like you said, I was coming into my own. My, I, my sophomore year, me playing varsity, where nobody thought I was gonna play varsity. Nobody knew. Not even we're not even saying the world. Nobody in my probably my friends probably didn't think that, or they thought they might have thought that and didn't tell me, or they was you know what I'm saying. But right. nobody could have. He's transferring. He's going to St. Raymond's and. <sighs> He's crazy. I got the laugh. He's crazy. He's what you doing? Right, right. It started, it started, and that had me questioning myself. Like, yo, should I be here? Right. And during the year, us, us, us uh, losing to Jason Kidd by one. If y'all know my sophomore year, we was ranked number two in the country. USA Today, number two in the country. You know, so I got the experience. The, the, the Baltimore guys, Chief Booth, Mike Lloyd, you know, the Simeon, the Simeon twins in South Carolina Beach Ball. We played against Rasheed Wallace, Simon Gratz. We played Yo, Dunbar beat, twice. Y'all beat seven teams. Y'all beat teams from seven different states that year. Yes. I didn't play my first game in New York City until January. Hey. I'm talking about Alaska, uh, Texas, Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Like, I went to – see, let's throw away – my career, my pro career, where it took me. High school, I went to all these places. Right, 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 right. We broke, we, we made them change the rules. St. Raymond's changed, I made high school change the rule that they only go so many miles. Wow. Really? Because of, because of us. We started it. We had five different sneaker contracts. So St. Raymond's was like, so that sophomore year was just everything. And me starting 20 games or the 20 games or maybe the 30 games and losing how we lost. It was funny. We lost, we won, we beat Malloy the first game of the season by three points and then lost to them in the quarterfinal by the same score, same thing. My wow. sophomore year. And I, and I cried because I couldn't give a championship to, I came and I felt like a failure. Because I didn't win it for Dana and them. You know, I wanted to win it for them so bad for Dana to go out for the seniors. 
But I guess right after we lost that game, I swept my tears up, wiped my tears up, and gathered my my team together. Next year, the my, the juniors and me, of course, my junior that we was gonna be juniors. Me and Eric Harris and a couple of juniors, and of course Tyler Brown in the senior class. We gonna win it next year. I promise you. Don't even worry about it. We gonna win it this year. And that whole summer, it was go time for me, because I had a once again I had a a chuck uh, a chip on my shoulder. I, I I know I couldn't be able to put with the great New York guys, the great Cabin School guys, or my quest to knock one of my dreams down was to win a city and state championship, right. to make the McDonald game, to you know become ranked. So all these things came in, in my goal to win that championship. Bring all my goals truthfully to what I wanted. That's real. That's real. Wow. I don't say salute to my sponsor, uh, Eric Hicks, at Game Over. Salute. Another Bronx guy. Yes, yes. Salute. Game um, over. You know what it is. Yeah. So y'all played against Walton, right? Yes. And there was a guy named Kerry Thompson on that team at 27 and 13 boards. Yes, Kerry Goat. Where you at controller. right now, Kerry? Salute to you, my brother. Charlotte, he's in Charlotte. How good was that? Was my, that was my backcourt partner. If you go back, Mousy Dream Team, me and him came out as, as youngin, as two left, we was a left hand backcourt. We came out as he was a senior getting ready to go to Florida State, and I was a junior, you know. And but like we said, that's that that's what got Mousy's respect. That that year, Mousy watched Kerry play, me and Kerry play. Mousy was at all the games. We posed that went to Puerto Rico, but we for some reason we didn't get to go to Puerto Rico, so. We begged to play two public schools. Our two public schools were Lincoln against Steph. But this was Gary. This was the Gary. Home team, the home team. Yeah, this was Gary. This was Gary this season. And this was, you know, He's salute smart. to uh, That's why he what was it? Coach Coach Harstein, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coach Harstein and Gary were cool. So yeah. this was a display to display two future All Americans, Kareem Reed and Stephon Marbury. Facts. At Gaucho's gym. And we wound up beating them. We wound up beating them. I guess we had I got 20 something. We stopped. We beat we beat them. We beat we beat the brakes off them. <laughs> and then that that Saturday, and then coming back after coming off that big win against Lincoln, we really slept on on, on Walton. And they got us. But that changed our season around. Thank you. Thank you, Walton High School. <laughs> Thank you, Kerry Thompson. That changed no, that, that changed. Fact, I want to get Kerry up here. And that's the reason why I asked you that question, because I used to see you guys rocking and rolling together. Yeah. You know, oh my God. You know that you guys played against each other in Man. high school was crazy. But it was funny because after that we lost. We lost. That was probably the worst day of my high school career. I was two. It was two, and we'll get to that. Uh he wound up beating us. Whole everybody is got your gym. Everybody's there. My block, his block, everybody block is there. And uh Coach DeCesar said, yo, we're going back to the school. Yeah, not leaving from here. Usually we get to leave from the home games. I mean from Gaucho Gym. He said, Everybody getting back on the bus. We going back to practice. Wow. Nine o'clock at night, we went back, drove back to St. Raymond's. And we thought we in the locker room, like, yeah, yeah, we ain't got our uniforms. We walk our uniforms are wet. Our, our stuff is wet. Our practice uniform, we don't got our practice stuff and stuff like that. Everybody, he said, he told us put back on the wet uniforms. Woo! 
So I have I have a a, a blue uniform, silk uniform. You know our uniforms were crazy. So we had to stand up for two hours, three hours to watch a tape, us losing to Walton. And just imagine a coach keep rewinding every part. Like been, things like that. We we could have had pneumonia. Like Gary did some stuff to us that shout out to Gary to Caesar. Things that people would have uh F coach coach the Caesar up or be like right, right. forget oh, basketball. He would be fired, right? He'd be fired, yeah, or forget basketball. But he made wow. us stronger. And after that we went on a a, a tear. And of course that led in, that led us to <laughs> The city championship, the state championship. You see my, if you see, like you said, my my semifinal game, I had probably 27. I had 35 in the finals against McClancy, Jamar Robinson, rest in peace, Greg. Greg Harden, rest in peace. We beat them in the finals. We uh, was looking hey, for yo, rice. Hold on, hold on. Before you say that, right, check this out. And this wasn't purposely done. I just switching up the pitches. Look, 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 look what school I got up. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, I see it. That's crazy. Shout out. Yeah, shout out to Noodles, you know, Greg Harden, rest in peace. Jamal Robinson, yes. So wow. we that's that's but we, cook, brother. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, Shemel I, I've been, yeah. Shemel, I've been trying to get with him a good about what you were just talking about earlier about this book. So right. shout out to my boy O Cook, still doing it overseas. Shout facts, out to O Cook. Facts. Yes. So yeah, so I went on a tear. Like I, I once again I had that year, I had I had blood in my eye. I knew I needed that. So we was looking for Rice. We were looking for LaSalle. Rice wound up losing. So McClancy wound up getting that. You know, I had to give him that work. 35 in the finals. <laughs> then, Somebody course, got to get it. Somebody then we, then we it. was, but at that same time, we was at the public school watching watching Walton. Because we wanted right. another piece of Walton. And Kerry held up his bargain. And I told him, I see y'all getting in the States. And, and that was in That's January. Crazy. Not... Not not thinking four months down the line, it was going to be St. Ray's against Wharton again in, in the state final. That's crazy. Hold on yeah. for a sec. I, I'm going to bring my, my guy in, resident artist, Jamel Powell, real quick. He's been working on a piece. Uh, how you looking, Mel? Hold up. I'm outside. <laughs> You're not just saying that like the rappers. We outside. We uh. outside. Let me and like I said, I once I soon I get it, I'm, I gotta tag you and all that because I know 
when people come to the crib, they're going to be asking for that. Or once I put that, they're going to be asking for something, man. No doubt. Yeah, you're you going to have a, no doubt, you have a lot of orders. You have a lot of orders, man. That's that's nice right there, bro. Cool, cool. <laughs> good looking, good looking. <laughs> All right, fellas. Appreciate you, Mel. Yes, sir. All right. So, you guys, your senior year, you win the city. Right? No, we lost. We lost. I lost. You lost the city championship. I lost. Everybody thought I was gonna win. It was uh, that was a long, that was a crazy year for me. Like I said, uh, uh, let's take it back. So I win the city and state, have an awesome, like I said, awesome championship. I had, I guess, I still got the article right here and uh, read all about it. I had thirty-five points, I guess, in the in the state final. I had thirty-seven or thirty. I had thirty-five in a city, and I guess 32 in a state. And uh, just, you know, finishing off that, Five Star was maybe two weeks later. And I, I mean, it was later on in the summer, and I didn't go. I didn't go there. Right. No, I went to, matter of fact, it was ABCD first. Okay, okay, ABCD okay. first, after, so let's, I mean, I wound up winning the city and state, take some time off or whatever, and go to ABCD. That was the first thing, ABCD. Didn't fare well at ABCD, I guess. You know, if you, you notice, and you, it's, it's happening now, you go to these all-star games, you go to these, these camps, it's every man for himself. Yep. As a point, no yeah, passing. as a point, nobody's passing. Facts. I was the only one passing, and I, it's funny that I got ranked, I probably wasn't even, I probably, I was going in camp looking for a higher ranking. Just coming off that hot some hot 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 uh, city state championship, hot South uh, Junior year, capping over my city and state champion, I wound up trying to go in camp and like let me up my ranking. My rankings wound up dropping. Like I said, by the time I'm getting up the court, I'm passing it up. I'm not getting the ball back. I didn't make the All Star game, no nothing. But it's funny, I seen an article. Uh, about three months ago, I led the camp in assist, though. <laughs> you know, it's just so funny wow. what you get ranked for. I led the assist. I led the right. camp with 10 assists. So that was crazy, but didn't get the accolades. So right. Coming home, coming yeah, home. It, it, camp is like a big meat factory. Yeah. So I, I, didn't, I didn't get what I wanted or whatever. So Five Star was the next weekend. And Five Star was it. Homesdale okay. won. I didn't go. You did a Ross Pickler? I didn't go. I was mad about my rankings or whatever. I didn't go. Yo, you know this happened to Ross Pickler? Yes. And it bit, it's funny because it bit. Not making the McDonald's All-American team. Yes. It almost cost me. It, and that's what Rod, it almost cost me. But it, you know what? It, it cost me the MVP. It was me and Felipe up for the MVP and me not going to Five Star, you know, salute the golf. You know, yes, yes. when the vote came, when the vote came, it was you know, Tom Kachowski, rest to be Tom Kachowski, because he could tell his story. When the ranking, when the thing came, I just needed his, his, his backing, and he, like, shoved the paper because he was mad about the year before that I didn't come to Holmesdale. So it cost me the MVP. 
Yeah. Well, once it, thank you. You you put me on this. What I just told you, nobody heard this before. Only certain people that know that was close to me that in my circle knew this. Wow. So that's what happened, you know. But and that was just blessed and honored to be in the nominated. Felipe was that hands down the best player in the nation. But that game, I excited the crowd. I threw it off the back. I, you know, I had I was being me, and and it was in New York City. So you know, but that's what happened. So I didn't. So back that up. I I didn't go to Holmesdale. And my rankings went down. And I tried to make it up, and it was like me fighting. And I said, you know what? I'm just gonna let my name, my 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 court do what it do. And twelfth, I got 15 MVPs in a row. Woo! Now, now, was Logan. it, was it, now, let's go back to that McDonald's All-American team, right? Yeah. That was the year Allen obviously got arrested, and you felt like, you know, uh, I got about the fault, so I'm going to go there and turn up. Like, all right, y'all think y'all going to do this? Oh, yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'm you, going yeah. there to turn up. Yeah, that's yeah, you already knew that. Oh, yes, yes, because I heard it. You know, shout out to Bubba Chuck. That's my guy. Facts, like, facts. And, I, and I knew it. You know, I, I, I seen him fly him off right out the jail, Fly him in a helicopter to, to Nike All American game, like he was. You know what I'm saying? I, I was around Felipe. Them guys were different, so I knew it was. Wow. You know, even though salute to Steve Wojo, you know Neil Reed, the other guards there. You know what I'm saying? But it was like, it wasn't them. It was Iverson because they still Back. made. It was like, like wow, well, Iverson can't play Kareem. But mind you, I won 17 MVPs in a row. 17 MVPs. That's From crazy. July to October, I won set before school started. I got round ball MVP. I got 55th MVP. I got BCI MVP. I got Golden Hoops MVP. I got Holmesdale in the summer MVP. <laughs> when I can't, you know what I'm saying? So, and then going into my senior year, after making first team all city as a junior with everybody, I wasn't even supposed to play, they thought. Wanted to lead them to the city and state championship, make a first team. So everything was coming in form. So, but me really wanted to make the McDonald's game because it was in New York City. That's right. Well, my like, hometown. That, that was the sum up. That was the sum up. Kareem Reed, right there. Yes. Like, you kind of owned that. Yes. That's crazy. So, so I owned, and, and I owned I, the sum. Yeah. I got my guy. Uh, rest in peace, Nutter Butters. Yes. Nephew. Oh online. yeah. He said he still yes. got your MVP trophy for more than side. Yeah. 2007. Yes. And that's what that and that's what it was, because once again, I was not staying living in the streets. I had somewhere to lay my head at, but I couldn't bring trophies home everywhere. Like I was getting Mashburn, I got seven shout out to Jamal Mashburn. I got eight, I got seven seven trophies in one night of Jamal Mashburn tournament. He was giving Dang. you a trophy for everything. So I'm I'm we in a mousy little one one eighty one ninety bins. I got eight trophies coming out the uh, coming out the roof. So you know that I, I so that goes into it. Then I you know I go into my high school year, and coming that summer, finding out that I'm gonna be a dad. Mm. You know, going into my senior year, I'm getting ready to become a dad. 
So, you know, a lot of people, you know, with that, I'm, I'm a senior in high school, handling recruiting, and, and got a, a, a son on the way. You know, big shout out to, you know, Kareem Reed Jr. He's not, a, you know, he's big That's now, right. but, you know, having oh, to do that. So, okay. So now I'm clear now. That's, that's your son that kept coming up. Yeah. I was going to mention that. Because every yes. time I was researching you, your son was coming yeah, uh -huh. up. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So that's what it was. So it went there. And then, you know, coming back in January, February, it's crazy. The day I had my son, look at his day. We sold out. We sold out Iona College. Rice against St. Ray's. This is a high school game. Wow. Sold out. Like, it was the point that they had to move us to, they was going to move us to the garden or something like that. We were going to play in the Meadowlands one day because it couldn't, no, nothing could, we had to, it was snowstorm. I remember we played them in a snowstorm. And people still came out. That's crazy. Kareem Reed against Still, Felipe. You got me now? Uh, you could, you could, I, I can hear you. I'm good. Yeah, you good. Yeah, so the day, you know, the day, uh, that day, we give a play, that morning, I, I, my, my son is born at 6.30 in the morning. Wow. At 9 o'clock, I'm at Truman High School taking the SAT. It's a lot to deal with, brother. <laughs> Think you still buffering? You want to close back and come back in? Yeah, Are you good? That. I'm good. Hello? You good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could use buffering for yeah. a minute. Uh, you yeah, good? I'm good. Yeah, right there. So yeah, so yeah, like I said. 6.30 in the morning, my son is born. 9 o'clock, I'm at Truman High School taking the ACT. At 2 o'clock, I'm on the layup line at Iona College playing against Rice High School. Amazing. <laughs> so that and all. And then just imagine, like, people don't know that game. I had two points at halftime. Thinking too much. Not even thinking. I, I, I got other stuff on my mind. I'm, I'm thinking about the McDonald, the nominee, my son, that I passed the test. You know, like you said, thinking. Yeah, it's a lot on your mind, yeah. This the, this the, this the, I guess this the, this was the second one. This wasn't even trilogy yet, but we played four times that year. So this was the, the second time or the third time. This was a trilogy. And uh, I already had scored my 1,000 points that Tuesday or Wednesday against Ohio's. But... Soon as I scored my first point against Rice, I got my thousand ball. I didn't score no more the first half. At halftime, everybody ready? Halftime, I, I I got I, I got I got kicked off the team. I quit at halftime. 
I quit that game. Why? Gary DeCesa told me, yo, you ain't shit. How, how you quit? How you quit? You quit. And you, how's this for you quit? Because he made me quit. <laughs> oh. You ain't shit. Take my jersey off, this and that. Woo. You talking about, he going off. He going off on me. You ain't nobody. You talking about you want to be a McDonald's? You ain't nobody. You a you gonna you a Taco Bell all of me. He went he went in on me. So like you said, now I'm I just had a son. I took ACT. You ain't you don't really nothing. You really you ain't you ain't you know what I'm saying? He forget all that. He didn't care about all that. You stinking up the court. I shouldn't even play you no more. You should just sit out the next. You sit out the next set half of the season or whatever. We good or whatever. He's telling me all this, but Gary was. He knew what pushed my push my button. So I, I little tear, I took my jersey off, all that. He threw everybody at the locker room. He told me, you better put my jersey back on. Like Gary's my, like that's my, like he was a father to me. Like you put my, you, you better not never disrespect me like that. Put my jersey back on or whatever this and that. And we down, we down 19 at this time. Mm. Put my jersey back on, this and that, or whatever, this and that. You're going to win this game. He's telling me all this. At that time, I'm hearing the – we hearing – we still talking. I hear the buzzing. And, and, and. I come back out like out the tunnel like somebody was hurt. I come out the tunnel. Everybody, everybody <clears throat> looking for – I'm saying everybody's waiting for He comes to the team or whatever, and he like, listen, we're going to win this game, and Kareem going to make us win this game. At 35 in the second half. God <laughs> we, still lost, we still lost. We still, we still lost in overtime, but we was down 19 to be up two with 20 seconds left. How much did that speech help you for the rest of your career? It's a bunch of speeches I can tell you that he gave me that 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 pushed me through to who I am today. You know, I remember numerous, but that was one of them. That was, I guess, that was the the breaking where I trusted that man with my life after that. And it took me not saying it took me that long, because I, I, I wasn't fighting him. I didn't fight. I mean, not fighting him physically, but I let him make me into who I was. With the criticism, the hard loving, whatever he had to do to get the point to me, me missing quarters, me missing games, I'm getting suspended. You know, for me, knowing I had to get up at six o'clock, six thirty to make it to school. So he 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 conformed who Kareem Reed was and changed my image, my my like. I went from being the most hated to the most liked. <laughs> I smiled, you know, because he made life easier for me when I had all this chaos going had all this chaos going on in the world and he simmered it down for me and made basketball my safe haven. So you know I big shout out to everything what Gary did. You know, but to go on to lose to them in a city championship was terrible. That was my worst probably one of my worst games of my career.
I shot, I mm. guess, three for 23, three for 24. Whew. But you got to remember, I just lit them up a month ago for 35 right. in the second half. They was ready. What did they do differently? They trapped. Every time I touched the ball, the guys, no disrespect to, you know, Melvin McKee, scientific map, Felipe, Reggie. I went through everybody. All of them had to guard me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, salute to that team. They had a game plan. And then, of course, they had my childhood coach on the bench at that time. Thurman Player. So he was, you know, he was screaming. He was the Kareem stopper. He made me. So it was like, it was a very personal game. <laughs> that day. Wow. <laughs> like I, and it was I, like I know, was, I know like, he was happy. I know he's happy for himself after that. Like Because I had shifted and Felipe too, I guess. Everybody. If that was if if I win that game, yes. Not saying I'm not now, but I go I go up in the greatest players in the CHA, you know, CHA SA if I win that game. Facts. Right. And it was, it probably was on and, and they probably couldn't deny me from getting Mr. Basketball. Mm. Because I would have beat Felipe five times. You know what I'm saying? They, so, they had too much Brighton. They had too much Brighton on that situation. Not saying two he city, deserved it. Come on, two city and state champions. You know, 17 MVPs in a row. One as a sophomore. Quarterfinal. You know what I'm saying? So it was that, that would have... You know, I'm not, not saying I'm not in the record books, but that would have put me up there with the, I guess, you know, with the Kenny Andersons and the, and the, 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 the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's and the Felipe's and the Malik Sillies. That would have put me up in that echelon. Well, brother, when I have these guys up here and, and they talk about some of the greatest point guards, uh, your name do come up a lot. So, definitely. Thanks. It's a, it's a blessing. It's a, it's a and blessing. I, had, I mean, like I, I, I had some of the best uh, guards up here in New York City history so far, and counting. You know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. yeah. what 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 was your uh, recruiting process like? And what <laughs> school did you visit? It was crazy. I visit uh, I visit Cal Irvine, California University of California with Jason Kidd and them. Yeah. Uh, Texas. Arkansas, and I didn't take my I didn't take my Alabama. I didn't take my Providence. I didn't take Alabama or Providence. Because Arkansas it was, was your last visit, correct? Uh, yep. Arkansas, my and basically it was my only official visit. But I took two officials: California and and, and Arkansas. Mm. But Arkansas was just uh, you know California was. Jason Kidd, shout out J Kidd and, and Tony Gonzalez, you know, one of the best tight ends. Yeah, I'm about to say people don't realize yeah. he yeah. was a hell of a basketball player too. So yeah, that was they were my recruiting, you know, recruiting guys. And uh went there and it just felt like, you know, it was it wasn't it was I want like I said, once again, I needed somewhere that was gonna change my my life geographically. Yes. I didn't want to be I didn't want to be two, three hours at home, anything like that, because that, you know, God forbid, a car accident, me rushing back to New York and stuff like that. And St. Right. John's really, St. John's didn't really show me no love until the 18 MVPs and that knocking off Felipe twice into that McDonald nominee. Then St. John, because, and it's funny because St. John's seen me more than anybody because the connection Riverside and, and St. John's had. Yeah, yeah. So they had first dibs. 
and never, you know, I start thinking later on, maybe a week before I signed about St. John's because Zenda Hamilton, Felipe, I wanted to create something special, but I, my, my heart, my mind wasn't into it. I couldn't, I knew I might, today I might not have been standing here if I would have picked St. John's at that time. At that time. Cause I've still been great. in my neighborhood. I still would have been, you know, you know, getting, it was easy. You get in trouble anywhere, but it was too tempting for me to go right across the bridge back into my neighborhood and stuff like that. So that was, you know, but shout out to St. John's, I, you know, you know, thanks for even the recruiting. But yes, Arkansas was just unique. Arkansas was Coach Richardson, a black. Other figure coming from Gary to see that I needed family. And coming down here, I came on a spring break. Nobody was here. They had just won a game, and I met the team at the airport. That's, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's unusual because schools like to get kids at the school when there's a lot going on. And for you to go when there was nothing going on and still sign, that shows that was the right school for you. And that's what, yeah, like I said, it was never – and if anybody know Fairville, Arkansas in the 90s, <laughs> it was Ghost Town DJs. Spring break, Ghost Town DJs. <laughs> I went and put my bag up. They was like, yo, drive with us to the airport. We're going to go pick up the team. It was 7,000 at the airport cheering for them guys. They doing it now. I got to see it this year when, you know, during the pandemic, of course, salute to the Razorbacks, you know, final eight. Uh, got a chance to see them, you know, they got the experience. Everybody was 200 people out there waiting for them to get back to campus, you know, last month. But it was wow. 7,500, 8,000 people at the airport, a small airport. It was like the president was coming in. It was like Bill Clinton was flying in. Right, right. And the team was getting off. They were cheering, calling the hogs. And I was like, Nah, this can't be it. Got to eat later on with the team. Got to experience some time with the team because, of course, I got to meet Scotty Thurman the year before. He was my counselor in ABCD. Gotcha. And, you know, if you, if you, you know, them KBCD camps, Nike camps, you know, the counselors play against each other at nighttime. So I got to see, you know, all the counselors play. And then me and Felipe sneak in there with, 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 uh, with Scotty Thurman after late night and work on our game and stuff like that. So, my senior year, I kept that relationship with Scotty Thurman. Nice. And of nice. course, you know, the Caesar being his, who he is, I played down here. It was a, it was a legendary uh, high school tournament down here, uh, King Cotton Classic. The year before I came down here, Corliss Williamson and Jason Kidd played in the championship. Mm. So they was one of, they was bringing the top kids in. And of course, if Arkansas, you know, so Arkansas wasn't really recruiting me at this time. It was crazy. My recruitment started in Subway. Once again, Tom Kachowski, rest in peace. Tom Kachowski and Gary DeCesar is in, in the Subway in, in Eastern in Michigan. The camp was at Eastern Michigan or Central Michigan. The camp was there. They was in the Subways at lunchtime. Okay. And Coach Richardson and Tom Kachowski, I mean, Coach DeCesar and Tom Kachowski were talking. Here walks Nolan Richardson and Coach Anderson in the Subway. And they both turned around. Tom Kachowski, that everybody, he was the brains, the the the, the mind. 
behind Hoop Scoop and all these scout services. So they whoop de whoop de whoop. They said this this evening, Coach Rissen, your style, your your style of tempo or whatever, you need to be looking at number eighty five. Left hand point guard. Uh, he got his shirt over his neck because I used to wear my jersey. It was too big, so I used to wear my jersey over you know strap over your neck. Strap. Yes, yeah. After the, one of the games, coach, uh, one of the coach, one of the uh, shout out to uh, uh, I forgot his name, but he plays he's a razor, ex Razorback. Uh, and I'm gonna get it's gonna catch at the tip of my tongue. He comes over to me, hey, yo, uh, what's up, good game or whatever. Is uh, Ernie Murray okay? Okay, there we go. It's yo, it's, it's Arkansas recruiting you. I'm like, I don't know because. Coach don't give me our, he only give us our letters until our senior year. And right then he was like, Man, you need to look at Arkansas, man. You'll be great for us. And I'm like, okay, whatever this not, not knowing nothing. The next night I come out the locker room, Coach Richardson, Carlos Williamson, Scotty Thurman is all sitting courtside. Mm. And I'm like, the crowd going crazy. They they just said their name on the loudspeaker, they stand up and all and I'm like, but not knowing, I'm getting ready to play against Corey Beck's high school. He was there. So some of the Razorbacks drove down to see Corey Beck's old high school play against me. And, you know, those those encounters with him led up to me taking a visit. Because I didn't take a visit during my year. During the school year, I didn't take a visit. If it wasn't unofficial or whatever. And I saved it. I saved my hit, uh, spring breakers, right after the – right after – I guess I took it – I took it during the season. In March, spring break. And uh, once again, Coach, I mean, Coach Rissen was just real with me. Just so real with me. He came, he did that. And after that, it's funny because my home visits never happened at my house. Because mm. once again, I had, a, I had a crazy household. It was always in the gym somewhere else. At, my, at, at St. Ray's. Wow. At St. Ray's, at St. Raymond's. The, the ones that you know, Gary knew about was that same Raymond. The other ones were, you know, you know, my guys hooked up certain meetings or whatever, met some assistant coaches. It's not a violation now. Met some assistant coaches at uh, Jackson Holes and stuff like that, you know, things like that. So I'm not going to drop no, no drop no name name dropping, but I met a lot of coaches unofficially without coach this season. But right. the official ones were at, at St. Ray's High School. Wow. Let me tell you a little so, story. Kenny Anderson, when he was on here, said that he wanted to go to Georgetown. He said if John Thompson would have recruited him, nobody else would have had a chance. He said, I think mm -hmm. his grandmother or somebody's aunt lived in DC, the DC area. Uh-huh. Right? So I I'm I'm thinking how Coach Nolan, right, you know, <clears throat> Coach Nolan had an effect on you. And how Coach yes. Thompson had an effect on a lot of us in the inner city was a able big to effect with us. You and know? I think, you know, with me, it was more, at that time, it was the Black Association. So Coach John Thompson, 
Coach Cheney, Coach Richardson were fighting for guys like me, Prop 48 kids, that, you know, with these standardized tests. Boo. Boo, boo, boo. For yes, these, you know, I got for athletes. That, that was, too, you know, it, yeah, so. It doesn't make or break you as a person. Yes. It doesn't show really how much you really know. Yes. You know, so that was. And then, you know, to take all that, when Coach said, I'm going to still take, I'm still going to recruit because a lot of schools stopped recruiting me because I didn't have my score. Right. And Coach was like, nah, I'm, I'm here. If you want me to be here, if, you, if I got a chance to get you, I'm going to fight for you. And Arkansas take Prop 48 kids. And him fighting and showing me that he's fighting for kids like me was like, it went together. You know, and it was like, you know, he, he was just real with me. Not promising me nothing. You know, other people would, you know, as the kids call it this now, the bag, he didn't offer me none of that. You know, right, I'm right, gonna make, right. make you know, I'm, I'm gonna make life better for you and your family. This is what you wanna play professionally, you wanna make some money, this and that. And you wanna, you know, you have some college accolades you wanna do. And I'm gonna put you on that, we're gonna be on the national stage, this and that. We coming off winning the championship. Well, they didn't win the championship yet. Right. They didn't win the championship yet. It they was, was on the way, way to win the championship. It was on the way. But he's like, yo, Scott, he's, 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 he's like, wow, we got senior guards. Next year you come in, you know, so he's telling me, you'll sit up, you'll, you know, you'll sit on the senior guards. We have a chance. So just imagine the year, my, my senior year high school, they won this championship. My freshman year at the university, me sitting out, we went to the championship game again. And the whole year, all I heard was if they had me, we would have won it again. I believe so. Right? So now my true freshman year, Scotty Thurman posted, if he stayed, call it stay. We went, we go somewhere again. Remember, I took that team as a freshman to the Sweet 16. Facts. So just add Scotty and Cordes to that team. We, we're national champions. So wow. just imagine, that's three years right there where, where it would have been three champions. We probably, first school, I don't know if UCLA did it, but back to back to back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think UCLA won like 10 in a row, some shit like that. So just, you know, things like that. And me just, like I said, once again, 7,500 people at the airport cheering on this team at spring break. This team, it was just, they was just telling me, man, ain't nobody here. Everybody went home. And I'm like, okay. So I'm like, all right, here go one of these boring visits. And pull up to 7,500 at the airport. That's crazy. So we, you know, so it was just, it felt like home. I needed that place. So it's like, you know, I needed that place. It's funny. I needed that place at 19 and I came back at 40 and needed this place again. You know, they, they provided a way for me to get my degree. You know, uh, they took care of me. You know, so it's, it's you know, Arkansas is always going to be, always holds a special heart, place in my heart, but it's always sentimental to me, and I'm here now, making you know, man, living you're, here. You're a legend in two states, fan. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So what, what was the transition like, and what transitions that you had to make off and on the court to make you a better person and play? I, I guess, you know, my my freshman year really made me, I guess, who I am. I sat out. I was a million miles away from home sitting out. See, I didn't even, like I said, I had a great, ended off, had a great summer. Like I said, let's let's lead up to it. I, I should have won. I could have won or whatever, McDonald's game. I got it out of the play in front of my friends, family at the McDonald's game. Facts. Right? After that, wound up playing the McDonald's game, playing the Magic Johnson game. Uh... Coming here, two days after graduation, getting selected, playing the USA game, USA trials. So I got the the the, the 
training camp with the USA team, the trial, the under 18, east, west, south, north game or whatever. Come back. Stay here for two weeks. Move in. Everything, practice with the team in the summer, you know, go home. Finish up 55th or whatever. Leave on time, everything straight. Get to August. So I arrived in August. So the August for one day. The next day I was called to the office saying I was ruled ineligible. For playing the 55th? No, for my test score. Wow. So I passed my score. They challenged my score. So nobody even, you know, once again, people, I know some, they challenged my score. I never All way into, Yes, they challenged my score. So I was on, I was on, I was, I couldn't practice with them or nothing. So I was a regular student. And I could have transferred, opened up, decommitted, and opened back up my, my commitment. I could open back up my recruiting. Yo, it's so crazy. The same thing happened to me. Mm-hmm. My, I, <clears throat> I practiced it with the team my whole freshman year. Was on the media guide. I think a week or two before the season, they ruled me ineligible because they said my prep school for my grades were late and some things were missing. I'm like, why did y'all tell me that in the beginning? I can't get y'all school without y'all having my transcript of my grades. And yeah. I was going, uh, you know, transfer, do the whole thing and start my process all over. But my mom's made me stay, so. It all worked out. Yeah. yeah, like nobody made, like I said, once again, it was my decision. I didn't That's have nobody. Crazy. I was I was here dolo, solo for dolo. But they made me feel so much at home and so much a part of that team that I used to go back to my dorm and cry because I'm getting all the gear. I can't practice with them. I got to come in before practice workout, stay after workout with the trainers, but I'm watching practice. And coach, coach would come and say, man, we had Kareem. We'll be undefeated. You know, even the the kids, the guys knew it, not kids. The team was like, man, you know, because them guys were, you know, I was bringing some new spunk. I was picking up people. Yeah, you're one of the best feet. players in the country, fam. Like, yeah, I fed that. Yeah, I fed that. You're one yeah. of the best players in the country who can't play. Yeah. Anybody so, yeah. will feel that loss. It was hard. It was hard for me that whole year, me going on the road and watching them play. And I got to drive to the games and they get on the plane and fly back. Cause it was I couldn't do nothing. I couldn't I couldn't be a part of the team. But I I made my way to certain games. Even even I turned down the final four. I didn't go to the final four. That the fresh I was I had a ticket and everything to go to Seattle, but I, I just couldn't. I stayed here because I cried the night before. Like I can't sit on the bench. I got to sit in the crowd. Mm. Not even behind the bench. I had to be a regular buying ticket person. You know, so that that really hurt. Not, not a good feeling. Not a good yeah. feeling. And then at that time, it was like, come on. St. John got a spot for you, this and that. And I'm still like, I got to sit out this whole year. So I was ruling eligible. So that put another, you know, another damper, yeah. a delay. You know, so it put a little, another little, hey, another chip, let's go. So my first year in SEC, freshman of the year, I led the, you know, led, led the country or top five in the country in assists. I broke, you know, I broke. You know, shout out to Lee Mayberry. I broke his freshman assist record, you know. So, you know, things like that fuel my fire. So, you know, the next question I'm going to ask you, right? With all this fire burning, that chip on your shoulder, them keeping you out of year, and now you get that uniform on, you ready to play, lace those sneakers up. Who asked did you bust to let you know you arrived at college basketball? 
I guess the first, like I said, that freshman year, I, I led that team. Like, uh, I went at the Kentucky game. The Kentucky, they had 10 NBA players. They had 11 NBA players on that team. 11 NBA players on that team. Ron Mercer, Antoine Walker, Andre Riddick, you know, so things like that. Me playing Kentucky. Me playing against uh, Alabama. McDyson them. You know, SEC was crazy Ooh. at that time. Yeah, that whole SEC was tough, man. Come on, we man. played against Memphis, and they had a bunch of seats. You know what I'm saying? Played against Cincinnati when they had Kenyon Martin. Uh, the, remember that team when they all of them looked at like football yeah, yeah, players? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were tough. They were tough. You know what I'm saying? Kenyon yeah. Kenny Martin was a freshman or something like that. Yeah, they were. Yeah, that Bob Huggins team. You know what I'm saying? We we played against. I guess we went to Alaska that year. We like I said, we we I arrived when I arrived because it was. That that season, and like I said, I as a freshman getting put on uh, the Street and Smith, the Arkansas edition, well, the Midwest, the South edition. Not me, not even playing a game, and me gracing the, the Bible. Tell people, yeah, Street yeah. Smith was the source magazine the, the so, yeah. of basketball. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, the source magazine was for hip hop. Street and Smith was that for basketball. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was our Bible. Uh huh. Back. So uh, things like that was like, you know, like I was like, oh, nah. That's crazy. So what was life like on the road, man? And what was like you guys uh, per diem like? Because this is the James Majors question. James Majors, mm -hmm. Bishop Lockland, seen the whole great. 1980, <laughs> 1983, he said they was getting $5 a day for mill money at Seton Hall. Yeah, we was getting like, I guess... It was funny. It wasn't, I guess, not five dollars, but it was about twenty. It, it sounded like five because it was, it was like five dollars for lunch, five dollars for breakfast, uh, seven dollars for lunch, twelve dollars for dinner. <laughs> Yo, fam. So and then me I, look. And then look. The funny thing is, when you say that, then me going and and and, and being the last cut of New Orleans and getting. It was totally different. <laughs> like, I don't know how different was it for mid-majors, you know, smaller colleges and and big-time colleges. But I know on our road trips at Fairleigh Dickinson, we would get 200 250 for a three-day trip. And mm -hmm. I, I just didn't understand how the bigger schools weren't getting way more than us. Now, there were some guys, you know, who played for, you know, Texas, UNLV, and things of that nature, who was taken care of, right? But, yeah, and the same thing, but we were, like I said, I, and to this day, I still eat places in Arkansas for free and stuff like that. So money is just paper in here. It's just God. a piece of paper. God. You know what I'm saying? Because God. that's what it was. They might have a lot of perks. Got a lot of yeah, perks. Yeah, so and that's ah. what I say. Well, I didn't say I didn't get the bag. We, we didn't my get leg, they yeah. didn't treat us like that in Jersey, fam. We paid yeah. for everything. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I said. So my legacy still holds on that. I still get a I can get a steak, a, a, a free steak sometimes around here. You know, right, I, I did right. enough around here. I can still get a steak around here. But that's where we had different perks, you know, right, where right. We ate at, okay. we signed autographs and stuff like that. So I guess the likeness, what these kids are talking about now, 
<laughs> what they get, get ready for now, we've been had that. Right. And certain, you know, because we don't have nothing else. We don't have no protein. We, you know, nothing like that. We are the protein. University of Arkansas is the protein. We don't have no pro football, basketball, soccer, nothing. The University of Arkansas is everything. Mm -mm -mm. So, what was your best game at Arkansas? Uh, I know you had a, I know you had a lot of them. Like, yeah, I can't. I guess. Out. I guess. Uh, a couple of times I had about six, 15, 16 assists. I had a buzzer beater against Oral Roberts with like three seconds left. Full court. I went full court in 2.7 seconds and hit a buzzer beater uh, against a good Oral Roberts team. How many guys was trying to stop you? Were you going through like all five players before you got to the end? And you did yes. uh, the, the Tyus Etney finish at the end? <laughs> uh, no, I went. I guess I went in there and it's just like, I went past, everybody jumped and I just squeezed in the middle of everybody and just flicked up a shot from my, my waist. But I practiced these shots, you know, Left-handed, practicing little scoop hoop shots, and right. I went in and I just ran to the locker room, and everybody chased me to the locker room. You Listen, know, uh, for you players, for you players that's faking the fuck, if you ever get in that moment, you got to do it right. You got to know which way to run, okay? Yeah. Because I see the dude who who ran the wrong way and got caught by the crowd, right? <laughs> yes. Nah, we uh, I, it was cut. It was good because I was. You know, it's funny because we always talk about the, you know, 55th, the 8th Avenue court. It was always, that was my 8th Avenue court. On right. the basket closer to the, and, you know, the second half, you always go towards your bench. So right. it was that, it was, in the, going towards our bench was the locker room. So that's the unique thing about it. I hit it, I hit it in the second half, and it's, we were going towards our bench. And our bench, towards our bench is the locker room. So it was good. Awesome moment, man. So now... You guys, you know, you guys go to the NIT, right? The next year, and how does how does the next two years end up for you guys? Because I know there's a big transition in period. Yes, uh, I guess they graduated. Uh, now I became an upperclassman, and I guess we couldn't really. When I look back at now, we had guys want to play with us, but when you had three all. SEC players at the one, two, and the four, it was hard to get somebody to come in. So I guess our recruiting struggled with, you know, well, we're going to come in, we're going to play. I, I averaged 39 minutes through my career. I guess it wow. went down to 36. I guess it went down to 36, but it was 39. It was like all the way into my senior year. I guess that's because a couple of my senior year, I didn't play. A lot more. I played. I took a lot of minutes. I didn't play that many minutes. I wasn't, but I was playing forty minutes at, at 40, 40 minutes of hell. I was playing forty minutes in that system. Mm. You know, and that's forty minutes of hell. Just in case y'all yeah. know, yeah, yes. all uh -huh. long. Yes, and I was playing forty and minutes. Long. Yes. By the time I get out and get a water break, or you better, I better get my rest in the timeout. You know, and coach, you know, coach labeled me that. You know the. The straw that stirs the coffee. So that was, you know, one of Coach's quotes. So I always had to stir that coffee or that drink. So I was always in the game, you know. So I guess that 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 struggle. And you know, once again, selling selling the you know the basketball program in Fairville. I mean, in Arkansas, 
great campus, wonderful campus, top five, top top five in the country of party states, party cities, college towns. But facts, you wouldn't know facts. people wouldn't know that. But getting a kid here, we had you know a kid from California that was probably one of the top players named Chris Jeffries. He transferred after five six months, so everybody couldn't take that distance and being here, you know, or coming here, or like you said on a visit. It was you. You get what you get. You understand what I'm saying? It wasn't. You go to these other towns. You know. You go to Vegas. You go to California. The the town, the city, the state speaks for itself. Arkansas. And a lot like of times they go to these boring towns, but they got so much going on. You think it's popping all the time. Uh huh. Yes. And that. And it's funny because we talk about that all the time. I played when I played overseas. Besides one time, I played in a small town like Fairville. Wow. I played in D when I played in D League, I played in Asheville. It was like Fairville. You know, I guess God had that installed for me. Don't let them play in any of these big cities. <laughs> don't give them don't give them too much. Don't, don't give them too much. much. Right, and I was right. like, yeah, and it's funny because I used to play against guys that was in big cities and I'm like, oh, the boys hung out. Like, you know, like I said, oh they they wasn't ready to play and I'm up because I got my rest. I ain't I ain't out. So it was great. It was a it was an advantage for me and it helped I guess it prolong my career also. Yes, because you played a long time, brother. So, we're going to get into that now. Uh, what are some of the places you played professionally? And since you played in so many countries, can you speak a different language? I had Kim Hamilton uh, here, and she spoke about five different languages, and I was blown yeah, away. See, by yeah, see, yeah, I'm not, I, uh, I had a couple of words, uh, and I understand it more in, in, French, in France. I played in France, I love France. That was if I, you know, we had a, if we had an opportunity, we'd live overseas. <laughs> but France was my, I guess, my best country. Gotcha. I was there the longest. There the longest. I learned the culture. I learned the language. I understood the language. I didn't really know how to speak it. But I played in, I played my first year. I played in Turkey. Uh, I had some offers in Russia. I didn't go. I played in Turkey. I played in Lithuania. I played in, uh, of course, Dominican Republic. Uh, and I finished up in, in France. But, so your you know, passport, in, as we say, got a lot of makeup on it. I don't uh, even. I, I, I got my, uh, I'm on my, my eighth one, man. I'm on my eighth, I'm on my eighth one. I, I mean, I lost, I lost some. Uh, had some renewed. I just got a new. I just get a new. I had a new. I had to get a new one last. Well, last June, I had to get a new one. Damn. My, it was stamped. It was stamped out because even, like I said, even. You know, when you say that, I played in, I played with those, I played in those countries with those teams, but against, I played in, I played in different, I played in all the countries. You know, in France, we, you know, basically because we, I played everywhere but besides China. Woo! You Brother, know, playing, playing in that Euro, yeah, playing in that Euro League. Anybody can question, like my guy Eric <laughs> Kick said, right? He said, uh, "Ring." You underestimate your status, New York City basketball history. You will go down as one of the greats, right? For sure. Uh -huh. This is, hey, look, bro, you should get that, your passport, laminate them, and make it into a chain. Just let everybody know, man. <laughs> y'all that's this, then y'all road warriors. Salute, game over. Salute, game over, MIC, man. I, I, I appreciate that, man. No doubt. So in between this time, you coming back home in New York City and you kicking ass, right? 
Because not only taking, you, still, you, you still take your name. names on a passport, mm. every time you come back, you stamp in your legend status. Yes, because like from I said, I'm still. To, to, to the Rucker. Now you have Mousy as a coach, and then you got Fat Joe. Tell me about these two and how much fun it was playing with them. I guess, like I said, Mousy, you know, Mousy's like, you know, my, 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 my big brother, my godfather, whatever you want to call him. Like, he's one of them figures, top five, where to this day I could pick up the phone and call him and get me out of jam or talk or anything I need. You know what I'm saying? Or, where, or, 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 or yo, Mousy, you need to be on basketball heads, man. Yeah, I can, I can do that, yeah. So things like that with, you know, guys that, you know, added to my my legacy and, and helped me with my, my career, salute, you know, but Mousy was one. He gave me a chance at 16 years old to play 155. Hold on. Come up. Not high school. I was just going to high school. No, but you ain't playing a high school tournament. No, I never played. I never played no high school tournament. I, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It wasn't you. Wasn't seventeen playing against college dudes. I, know, I was seventeen playing against NBA dudes. It wasn't too many college. People hear this, right? They're gonna say, you know, he's playing the Rutgers seventeen. You know, we we played up there too. We played in the high school tournament. We played. No, uh, uh-uh, uh, uh, uh. Explain that, fam. Tell, tell the people. No, no. Nah, we this is this is uh Lloyd Nesmith. This is Master Rob. This is Future. That's right. Doogie. That's right. This is Woo! God bless the day, Cotton Hines. God bless the day, uh Conrad McCray. This is, you know, <laughs> this is Black Mo. This is Troy Truesdale. This mm. is you know, these is the 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 you know, Chip Dog and Mike Boogie, you know, so <laughs> these were <laughs> the 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 typical Terminator Predator. This was their lead. So he was playing against New York City legends before he became a New York a City legend. legend. Yes, and you know, and and in high school, you know, Speedy Williams. You know, <laughs> there's so many names, you know, that that I can, you know, Steve all day, Steve Burke. You know, so you know, guys uh, like uh, that. Uh, Strickland finish your breakfast. Yes, franchise. You know, things like, come on, man. So when when I was playing, or for sixteen, seventeen year old playing, it was only a couple of guys. Myself, Sham God, the Cam. Shout out to Cam, the rapper Cam. But he was a basketball yeah, look, player. All right, all right, let's let's look because I put up a post the other day of Jim Jones. Explaining how good Cameron was. Uh, I've never seen him play. I've heard. Uh-huh. I've heard that he can really play. He was a Division how One. Good, he was, he was a Division One guard. Cam was a Division One guard. Got you. Got you. He could have played. Got he could have played Division One basketball. Cam was very good. Remember, he was. MVP, he was. I guess at sixteen or fifteen, he got seventeen. He got MVP of one fifty fifth Street. Yo, Cam. You got to come on basketball heads. You got to hear that story. He got, hold on. He got MVP. Cam, MVP. Rapper Cam. We talking about Rapper Dipset Cam. Cam. Cameron Giles. That's who Woo! I know. You know. I know, you know, like I said, I, that. 
camera on. So listen, that, listen. you know, it was only it for was only the, for y'all rappers out there, hip hop people, Cameron Jell, Mr. Dips himself, certified. He's a certified basketball, basketball player. player. Yeah. Facts. Facts. Okay, you know, right? to the point where you know, and once again. You know, our, our, our common friend, our, our brother, Shamba, you know, stuff like that. So, gotta be, those are the, you know, Ray for Austin, the Booger, Booger Smiths. So, it was only a handful of us playing and playing. You know, it was good, you know, to put on the jury, but we're actually playing. We actually got our names in high school. Mm. You know, you know, it took me about three, four games, you know, but, you know, for me to get the best kept secret, you know, Shamgar, uh, Ray for, you know, well, oh, I, okay, let's go back, go back, because you just like, it took me three or four games to get the best kept secret, and I'm only 17 years old. I'm playing against pros and future New York City Hall of Famers. Fam, what was the game that got you that name, and what did you do? Who asked what you cooking? Nobody. I was just the secret of the, like I said, remember, I played with <laughs> the main event, Wally Dixon, uh, you know, Malloy, I didn't, Malloy didn't play with us that year. Half man, half amazing. These guys already had names. Remember, yeah. they was in, so Mousy brought a college. Mousy had a, a professional, old school legends, not saying old school, legends in a prime college players and high school players all on one team. So just say that was a mixture. It was, it was a mixture of all three of us. So you got to see, this is the guy that's running these streets. This is the guy that's playing college basketball, still coming to 55th. And here goes a high school kid that just wanted to play. So wow. when I got to play, just playing, playing, being consistent, get in there, do my thing or whatever this and that, and just leave. And about maybe the fourth, like I said, the fourth, fifth game of the season, you know, the announcers, that was what it was about getting a name. And me not doing anything, just playing my game. And not backing down to nobody or whatever. And it was like, it's like, yo, I got him a name. I got a name. I got a name. And I guess it was like everybody trivia question or everybody was waiting for this name. Because like week after week, he was like, we got to get this kid a name. We got to get this young fella a name. And he was like, I got it. The best kept secret. And I still, when I heard it, it was like my heart pumped. My heart pumped. My, I was like, I finally made it. I finally made it. And then I really didn't make it until I guess the next week I'm walking and they like, yo, they go to best kept secret. And I'm like, who? I'm looking around. They're like, yo, best kept secret. Yo, good game last night. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm here. Uh-huh. Yeah, I forgot that was my name, too. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> so, yeah, that was it right there. For 50, that was my intro to Hunt 55th Street, and it's, it became my safe haven. When I came home, I, I didn't care if I was on an NBA roster or trying to make the NBA. I was flying back in. I remember I was in training. I was in uh, summer league with the Clippers and flying back. I was playing a summer league. I was playing an NBA summer league and flying back for 55 games. Now, was Joe picking up that tab? Was this uh, Terror Squad time? This was Terror Squad time. But before that, it was my, like I said, it was Mousy Dream Team. Like, this was, when I played with Joe, I was 
trying to make the pros and stuff like that. Early in the beginning, it was still high school basketball. So coming home for the summer, staying with Mousy, playing 55th. And then one year I had left Mousy to go play with my childhood friend. Uh, shout out to Tone Resto, Tone Rosa, Sugar Hill. I went and played with them for one year. And then I wound up, Mousy wound up winning. Yeah, I didn't play with Mousy. They wound up winning Mousy Dream Team with uh, Malloy and all them. That They had a DVD out, salute to that team. They wound up winning it. And then yeah. Joe came and got a team. That's a salute. Love you too, bro. But that's, you know, so that was that. So I played with Mousy. Mousy brought me out. And I uh, played with them. Then Mousy went and got with Fat Joe, and they came and got me. So and I've been Terror Squad ever since. <laughs> now, we know Fat Joe, big hit maker for years. Hip-hop legend, Bronx icon. How much does he love the game? Boy, he loved the game too much sometimes. You be like, well, I'm going to tell you a story, right? We planning, <laughs> we planning. New York against New York against EBC America, right? So we we had just won it. We had just won the regular record, EBC. So now they started EBC America. So teams California coming, uh Seattle came, DC came. It was all these different states. I guess it was eight states came to play. So we got in. I first we played against uh we played against who we played against? We played against is it the Seattle team? Jamal Crawford, Nate Robinson, all those guys. Woo. And Joe, we didn't know, you know, Joe didn't know who Seattle it was. Seattle got balling. So just remember, Joe didn't know who this was. Jay, Joe knew Nate Robinson and uh, Jamal Crawford and things like that. But at that time, they had a, a young 18-year-old kid that was up there getting ready to play. And I'm going to drop the name, so it's going to be funny. He is cooking us. Joe called a timeout or whatever. Yo, ain't nobody can guard him with Joe. He's flipping. Right? I know who he is. I don't know if, you know, and we had some basketball heads on our team. DP, Dan Phillips. We had some guys that knew who he was. But we were still like, we played against pros and stuff like that. This guy was the number three. Two weeks later, this guy was, I guess, the number seven, eight pick. Brandon Roy. You wow. heard of him? <laughs> so Joe was like, who's this? 18, giving y'all the business? He's giving us the he's giving us the, he's giving me the he's giving me get drafted. He's there for the NBA workouts. He's giving me get drafted like the next week. So Joe's flipping. Yo, hey, hey. I'm like, yo, Joe, that's the little this kid giving me to go to Western. They give him kid go to number eight pick. He was like, I don't care, I don't care, whatever this man. So Joe didn't care. But I was like that, too. I didn't care. Like everybody said, when them pros came, Kareem Steele was going to be on the court. Kareem Steele was going to go at them. You know, one of the classic games, me against Baron Davis. The L.A. game, three days later. Mm. You know, we beat L.A. And I'm sitting on the top of the rim on 55th. But things like that, Joe didn't respect that. Joe was so much. Joe missed out. Remember, at this time, Joe didn't fly. Right, so right. He was, missing, he was missing out on a lot of money not flying. And then he wasn't even going on tour. Joe didn't go on tour for a whole three summers. Mm. Shout out to eight to Game Podcast. Hey, yes. Fat Joe, I know you have your own show, but we need to talk basketball, fam. 
Joe for sure. Yes, he didn't go three summers. He didn't go on tour. He loved his game, man. That's that's when you know you love this game, bro. The last summer, the payroll was so big. The last summer, he had to go on tour to pay us. He was like, "Yo, bro, yo, I'm telling you, he had to." Yes, but he had fly and everything. Like he was the Mark Cuban of street basketball. That's official. That's the official title. That's a, if he, he come on the Mark show, Cuban, that's he was gonna the Mark be the Cuban. Name of the show. Yes, that's dope. That's dope, man. So listen, I mentioned earlier one of the biggest things that's going to solidify. You already solidified, but the thing that's going to take it over the top of other basketball legends and greats who've been to the city is that you're opening up your own prep school. Let, hold on, before you even start talking about it, fam, I just want to make some noise for that. Like, we're going to make some noise for that. Yo, that is so, like, that is amazing. We only hit guys like Puff Daddy, Jalen Rose, you know, these dudes who money supersedes, and, you know, we're not taking your pockets either, but for yeah. what you're doing and on the level that you're doing on has been, is, I don't think it's going to be matched unless somebody else is going to come up with an idea. Yes, uh, yeah, and I mean, there's some, there's some guys doing it now, and, I, you know, there's some guys doing it now, and like I said, the people don't, a lot of people don't know, you know what I'm saying? I guess it's, it's and it's coming up. It's becoming a it's becoming a, a real thing, you know. It's coming. So this always been a, you know, a dream of mine. I guess when getting into basketball and why me playing basketball, and thinking about what I was gonna do after basketball. So that's the hardest thing for athletes to do. What you gonna do after it? You know. So shout out the transition. Know, out to, that's that's the next transition. And I wasn't. It wasn't easy for me, like I said. So I know the transition. I lived it. I trust the process. So I knew what it was. You know, I went through it as, like you said, as a snotty kid from the Bronx to an eighteen-year, eighteen-year pro. You know, to to me getting the respect from my peers from down from the bottom to the top. You know, when people out with me and we in NBA presence or rappers presence or entertainment presence the love I received and I get from these people and I didn't make the 200, 300 million or the, you know, I, I'm not an 18 year old all-star in the NBA. You know, I can't speak for anybody else, but I know God's been there for me to give me everything that I wanted that I can handle at the time that I can handle for me to go through what I went through to, the ups, the downs, to the ups, you know, the the, the the typical athlete life I got to live. The up, the down, the money, the, the the not having money, to to not where to live, to a big house, to I I, I did it everything. I did everything. That's you real, know? man. So for me to give back to say my community, you know, and this is not just the one, you know. It's just the first of many I want to open up. Mm. But this is something that I, you know, you see, the, you know, shout outs to, you know, people see about the primary school with LeBron James. Uh, Westbrook just, you know, why not? He just opened up his one, you know. So me getting in the line of this and seeing the need for this, especially now with this pandemic, the last 
you know, the last year, these kids are struggling. This is this is affecting these kids for years to come. Yep. Yep. It's twenty five hundred today. Check twenty five hundred kids in the college transfer portal. These seniors in high school don't have places to go. Nope. And I say, yo, junior college is gonna be popping these next two years. Yes. But at the same time, I wasn't a junior college kid, but I was a Prop 48 kid that I seen in junior college. That, you know, people, I salute to these junior colleges because everybody's not in the top junior college. Yeah. Some of these junior colleges is you are living kind of bad. 13th and 14th grade. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, it's like you live in the middle of the projects or something like that. And you know what I'm saying? Things like that. So... You know, with this program, it's an eight-month program. It's, it's a gap year, post-grad. Your clock don't start, you know what I'm saying? And it gives you chance to develop, not just as an athlete, but as a, a person, you know, as, a, as a, a young man. Because everybody's not ready for this next level. Yeah. You know, college and being a being thousand miles away from home and stuff like that. So I'm here to prepare you. Who better to prepare you but Kareem Reed that went through this? You know, right. and that's my, my catch to these parents. You know, I went through the it's, the buts, the what, the it's, whatever it was, I went through. I'm not saying nobody else went through it, but I, I only can speak for my story. So, you know, me getting these kids prepared for the next level, you know, for their aspiration, also helping them out where it's missing. You know, I'm also providing financial literacy, you know, programs where, you know, how to handle their money, you know, how to handle the social media, you know, so I got workshops, they got, I'm doing community service, you know, um, they, I'm housing, but they cleaning up, you know, I'm, I'm presenting them what's college going to be instead of going to college and not being prepared and losing out on a year or having to transfer or, you know, I see so many kids transferring now, you know, or starting or don't succeed. And then another rule next year is you don't have to sit out. So, you know, the NCAA, you don't have to sit out now. You get one, oh, I'm sorry, I made a mistake, I want to transfer, and you ain't got to sit out. So, you know, it's, it's getting crazy, bro. It's getting crazy. Listen. And somebody else gave me a fact, somebody else gave me a fact that it's nearly 70,000 student athletes in a transfer portal. This is all sports. 70,000 kids. Well, Kentucky High School is giving their kids another year. A year, a year back, yes. A year back. But once again, this is still, so now, once I said, so when they start doing this, it's going to trickle down. Because what it's happens gonna if you got to be chaos. What happens if you get, what happens you got you in 10th grade thinking it's going to be your team next year and two of the seniors, three of the seniors come back. You know, or, you know, you going, people, kids going to test the water and don't feel, the water ain't hot yet, so now they're coming back to school. So it's, you know, you got the transfer portal and some of these kids that's putting their name in the draft. So it, it's, it's getting, crazy. It, With the reclassing, that's, that's going to another slot of kids. Yes. Right? That's going to be left it's getting, out. It's getting, real, it's getting real funky out here. <laughs> so, you that's know, crazy. It's, it's a need of these programs like mine. You know what I'm saying? So yes. salute to whoever, you know, everybody else doing it. Salute to them. But, you know. I'm going to stand by, you know, Arkansas Prep is going to be one of the prep, best prep schools. And like I said, it's post-grad this year, but my, my, my future 
and next year I see myself going, you know, middle school and up. Well, fam, however way we can help, mm -hmm. you know, help your program, just let us know, because New York City have a load of players that need a place to go. Yes, and I want to, like I said, I want a pipe. I want this to be a pipeline also, you know, and I'm, you know, me, even future, you know, furthering my coaching abilities and want to coach on the next level and stuff like that, where I want to build a pipeline and help these kids and, and stuff like that from New York City, you know, and then hopefully coming back and, and, and getting one close there. So, you know, that, those are my, my I'm aspirations. An I'm an educator, so count me in, fam. Yes. That's, that's right. And that's so, what I, you know, and that's what I got. I got that on my board, a bunch of educators. Like I said, it's not me just teaching basketball. These kids are going to school. These kids are getting workshops. These kids yeah. are, I, I'm putting them in, you know, they're going to be, when they get to college, you know, some coaches always say, oh, in December of your freshman year, you're a sophomore already. So I want them to be freshmen already at my school. So when they get there, they already have a year under their belt to adapt to the environment, to the, the social life, to the basketball, to the academics. So I'm preparing them basically for their life. And and, and, and you add a mentorship component to it, right? Yes, so they, yes. they have that following. They have somebody you to have that. with. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm sitting with you and the parents and let's pick out some realistic schools and let's yeah. let's go get them, you know? Like, and I guess that's what, you know, when I look back, that's what Coach DeCesar did with us, you know, pick up these schools and, I'm going to go out and get these schools and I'm going to, you know, bring them. So like I said, we're, we'll play 35 to 40 games against, uh, can't play division ones. We'll play JV division ones. We'll play division two, II, division threes, NAIAs, junior colleges and other prep schools. So it's another, you know, dress rehearsal. It's another, you know, another shot at bettering your situation without your clock. That's stars. real, man. All right. So I want to get into Toughest three uh, opponents that we're going to get into our top five. We're going to wrap it up, all right? Okay. So, toughest three opponents. In high school, who was your toughest? In college and your professional playing days. Who are the three players? Uh, in high school, it was... Uh, I'm just in New York. Period. Say in high school, Jason Kidd, of course. Got you. Got you. In college, uh, White Chocolate, Jason Williams. Jason. Another Jason Williams. <laughs> wow. It's crazy. And my professional, probably Baron Davis. Got you. All dog. There's never a night off playing against any of those guys. But I can never, like I said, when you and, and and not to never be, to never not mention these names. I had the guard Stephon Marbury, Ray for Austin, and Sham Guard Wells. So, <laughs> so <laughs> in my life. You can do it either way. Yeah, either I'm just saying in my life. And that's, right, that's life. Right. That's in all levels. Them, them three. I, them, you know, <laughs> three of the best guards that come out of New York City. I had the guard. Right. Uh, one thing that uh, I heard the Tom Kachowski said, rest in peace to him that the New York City point guard is the most prepared out of any position in New York City because they see everything. Unlike most guys who don't have the ball in their hands, you guys have the ball in your hands in every circumstance. So y'all see the street level, y'all see the small tournaments, 
the high level, the McDonald's All-American to the to big All-American camps. You seeing it all, right? And even playing up, playing against pros and college guys. So definitely salute to the New York City point guard. All right, top five. Top five players in your era. In my era? Yes, particularly uh, New York City. Yeah, in my era. I'm going Big Strick, uh, Ray for Austin, Ray, Felipe Lopez, Facts. Sham God well. Sham God, Sham God. Sham God. And Ste I said Stefan. And Steph. Steph rounds out the five, baby. That's, mm -hmm. that's dope. That's dope. That's a solid five. Top five in New York City history. Now, you got the top five in your era. Top five in New York City history. Uh, street basketball or period? Period. Period. It's your five. Nobody else. Uh, Kenny Anderson. Shit, Bob. Malik Silly. Facts. The silk one. Waterbury. The truth. Master Rob. Master Rob, the magician. And say uh, Cotton Duncan Hines. Cotton Duncan Hines. My God. That's right. The best of both worlds. All right, but, last but, one. But, hold on. But my, my, my wild card or my, my guy is Mr. Seidman. Uh, who's that? Julie Sanders? The real Mr. Excitement. He's still Ooh, over street. He said the real Mr. Excitement. Who's that? That's my guy overseas in Australia. He's in the Australia national team. He's living in Australia right now. They just had him in there, Daryl. Yeah. They just had him. They just had him on the thing. Actually, early. I mean, they had him a couple of weeks ago or whatever. Not Pookie. Not I'm stuck. Mr. Excitement, yeah. We, you're going to have to do your homework on that one. D-Mac. Oh, D-Mac. Damn, Mac. I yeah. had him on the show. Yeah, I had yeah, him yeah, on the show. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good looking, Ron. No. I, I want to see where he was at, Big Ron. Facts, facts. I was lost in that. You threw yeah. at me on that one. Yeah, I had him on the show. That. I should have yeah. known. I called him that. That was like, yeah. Uh -huh. Wow. So, yes, and I, I got to see him overseas. I got to see, like I said, my first... 55th game, it was on 145th. His Chick story had is a game. amazing. Chick had a game, and I was coming uptown from Riverside, and he was like, it's a game on 145th. And I got to see Dancing Dude, D Mac. I got to see all those guys, and I fell in love with street basketball. That's who, in that D -Mac. game. D Mac has an game. incredible story. Wow, talk that about a guy. That, that game introduced me to street basketball. <laughs>
Wow. Last oh, one, my and brother. listen, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. I am so sorry. And I and this is should have been my favorite of all time. The Black Widow, Ali Mo. Rest Ali in peace. Mo. And I and I and I bet I posted Ben said that it rest in peace when I first came on. You know, to the little bro, rest in peace. But he was one of the he, best he was, basketball. He was players. special. He was special. With the ball in his hand. Like, literally, and I used to be the one that hit you in the face with the ball and all that. With Alan Rayford, you always had to watch. I got caught watching them so much and usually forget about the whole basketball game. They was magicians with the ball. Right. You know, so, of course, and he Alan was Moore, long right. with it. He was long. So his, yes, his, the Black Widow. It looked like you, you know. could get it, right? It shouldn't look like you can get it. He did that on purpose. He had that ball on the string, and it looked like it was a magician. Right, Black right. Wood, it looked like it would disappear on you. Think, I've seen, I seen people run their face into the wall thinking they're going to steal it. It put it out there for you and trick you, and it, you, you you don't know where the ball at. It's right. behind your legs, up your shirt, all that. You don't know what it is. Like He was the most... Funniest person I ever been around. Rest you know, in peace, we shared, yes, we shared meals together. Like, I'm a part of a family because of him. You know, big shout outs mm. to the Arnold, Arnold family, you know, stuff like that. That was, you know, one of my closest friends, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. He, a, a family became my family because of him, you know. Wow. So, shout out to the, the Arnold family, you know, of course, Sean Arnold and Ron Arnold, but. You know, the rest of the Arnold family, you know, his mom and everybody else, salute, rest in peace, man, to Ali Mo. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. That's crazy, man. All right, last one, brother. Top five MCs, New York City. Biggie, Nas. <laughs> Fat Joe. Of course, I'm going crack. No doubt. Right? Jay-Z. Facts, facts. Right? Fish. I'm going with my man Killer Cam. I said, nah, I said Nas, Jay-Z, right? Nas, Jay-Z, yep, yep. Biggie, Cam, Fat and Fat Joe. Cam. That's facts. Those my, yeah, oh, those my man. guys. I don't give a big salute to those guys right there, man. They yes. made New York City special. Uh -huh. They made New York City special. Big salute to you too, my brother. Listen, man, I want to say I'm so proud of you. Thanks a lot. No doubt. I, I watched you from the beginning. Um, seeing you grow, seeing the impact that you had on the lives of other people, see how you changed your life, right? And what you did for New York City and what you're doing for these kids now with your prep school. I want to say big salute to you, brother. And your crown and your flowers are well deserved because Thanks a lot. your journey is still going, man. Your book is yes, my, yeah, still, my book yeah, yes. you're still writing your I'm book. Yeah, I'm still writing my, my book is still being written, man. That's right. That's right, Thanks man. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks a no lot. No doubt, man. Hey, listen, coming on the show, you got to nominate someone. I know I threw a hint earlier. You come on the show, you get to nominate who you want. Not just one person, but your G. I got another person that should be on the show. This person need their story told. And I'm a, right. once I once I I'm a I'm a uh, 
I'm gonna tag it to my page when I, once I put the I guess when we put the interview up a little bit, but I put po I posted today, but I'm gonna put I'm gonna add some people on my post that I need I that we need you. on the show. Thank you, man. I appreciate yes. you. And again, thank you and salute and keep doing what you're doing. And whatever we yes. can do at basketball heads to help yes. your a prep school, just reach out. Salute, salute, salute. New York, I love you. New York, I love you. New York, I love you. Arkansas, Wu Fig Suey, and the rest of the everybody else tuned in. One love, best kept secret. No doubt. And yo, hit me up because I want to get that picture to you too, all right? Okay. All right. All right. Peace. Peace. Another excellent show. Man. Did y'all know some of the things that he mentioned tonight? He came on saying, yo, G, probably going to be some things that people hear for the first time. Because when you live and you don't give up and you keep fighting for your dreams, great things happen. Kareem was knocked down early on in life, got back up dusted himself off and began his mission, which led him to be a New York City legend. We about to be out of here. I'm your host, Glenn Poole Hardy, and we are basketball heads. Hit me up for some merch. You know how we do. We are the fish you home for New York City basketball. Peace. Shout out to the sponsor, Game Over.